0: Oh, you can hear the way the foam muted that a little bit. Fuck me, hold up. i do I gotta do two hands. Oh, daddy. <laughs> so we've had the official It's very good. The official beer crack yeah. of the podcast. Yeah. So this is kind of an idea that we've had for a while and we're wanting to start it out. It's so episode one. Very true. Um I don't know if we're going to do any sort of seasons or anything like that. I feel like we'll blow through seasons if we're doing this on a weekly or bi weekly basis. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So, Nerds with Slurred Words. That's us. That's the title we come up with. Yeah. By I we, of, I mean Goyle. Out of many candidates. <laughs> there, there were was. many candidates. There was, there was at one least of which 10 or was the only one provided by me. i'm telling you i'm fully right brain i'll do all the analysis for the show it's all good it's all good i'll do all the setup i'll provide the, you know i'll do all of that i just won't give you a fucking name (laughs) or a logo no that's not me that's not what i represent no so yeah so nerds with slurred words that's what we came up with so i mean the whole point of it is going to be alcohol and all shit that us nerds thrive on nerddom in general just general general nerddom I mean, nope. uh, and it's not it's it's not just beer. Even though our logo is beer, true, true, it's true. gonna be beer. It's gonna be liquor. It's gonna be specific drinks. Oh. I got a whole book of drinks that, that were fuck. favored by, that were favored by presidents. All fi- well, it, at the time that the book was released, it was only fifty presidents. Or no, yeah. not fifty. That's retarded. Um, <laughs> is it forty? Forty? Forty-four at the time. Or forty-six. It was before Trump. So okay. it was 44. So 44. I, said, I said 50 because I'm already... It ended with Barack? I'm, it ended with Barack. Damn. Mr. Obama. I wonder what a Barack likes to drink. That You know what? That'll be the first season. We're just going to be going through the whole fucking book. <laughs> That'll be it. We'll I'm go 44 down. episodes Except right for there. this episode where we're drinking Art Car IPAs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I, so, good. so this one in particular, I, I chose this one just specifically because of the logo <laughs> and because of the way that the can looks, because it looks friggin' awesome. But, yeah, it does look pretty cool. Um, so it's actually a Houston-based brewer. Um, St. So, you know, I mean, they're actually really well known for their IPAs and stuff. So, and this particular one, the can itself was designed uh, by the same guy that uh, designed a bunch of cars for the company. That's why it's called Art Cars. Because he basically just graffiti the crap out of a bunch of cars. I don't, I don't know if that's a thing in Houston. I don't know if they just graffiti the crap yeah. out of a bunch of cars over there. A hundred percent. Actually, <laughs> is that? A, is I, that a yeah, actually, I know about this topic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my cousin, my cousin David. Shout out, David, if you ever hear this. Uh, he's a real big car guy, and uh, so there's a bit of a competition because um, he lives in Dallas. There's a bit of competition between. The car scene in Dallas and the car scene in Houston. But he has admitted to me before, even as a Dallas car guy who go up to, like, you know, like the illegal car meets that teenagers go to. Illegal car meets. Are you talking yeah. like, what Dominic Toretto goes yeah, to? Yeah, exactly. Past- no, dead ass. Dead ass. Then the cops will show up and people will roll out as soon as they show up. Um, But, yeah, he has admitted that Houston used to get bumping with their cars, bro. The, the car scene. It's pretty crazy, though. Uh, I started researching this particular beer Um, mostly because I, I didn't know much about IPAs in general. I, uh, started doing a lot of research on IPAs after I chose this beer. I literally randomly, I went onto HEB's website and just chose this beer out of nowhere. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and I started doing a fuck ton of research on IPAs. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I I think you're a manic. I think that's a good way to describe. I (laughs) am Once you choose like a topic that you're interested in, it's just like all out analytical research. You're writing it a is. fucking thesis on IPAs. It is, dude. The original IPA. can. I'm be telling you, I've got I've got like four pages of notes here on fucking IPAs. <laughs> oh I mean, it's, 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 oh some God. of it is just the brewing process, you know, just learning the brewing process because that was part of what I want to do and like I want to learn the brewing yeah. process yeah, and yeah. get into brewing and all I, that. But a lot of, I mean, a lot of people in Texas do that shit. Like a lot of, it's a fun hobby. It's a lot I got yeah. I gotta imagine that it's a fun hobby because okay. you, yeah. you, 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 you fucking craft all of these beers. You, you, you. Put the time in, research the ingredients, may, you know. Put go through the process. Like, yeah. Three days later, four days later, however long it takes for your for yeah. your beer to ferment. Yeah, and then you get to enjoy that yeah. shit. You refrigerate it. You fucking drink it. You bottle it like a man. I mean, you get the crimper and you fucking <laughs> crimper. Okay, I mean, you, what what uh, what more you manly crimp? of a profession is there than brewer? True. Like very, just, very, you look very at a man, man and you're like, that guy's a fucking brewer. Brewer. Mm. It, it rolls off the tongue. It does. Brewer. Oh my god, he's a bro. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds kind of hot. I'm not gonna lie; it sounds pretty hot. So, I mean, a lot of a lot of Texans do that. I, I feel like Texas, just like most other states in the South, they like to get crunk. You know, they like, like to get lit. So, alcohol is always a uh, very, I think, acceptable industry to get into. So, well, it's kind of weird. I mean, like IPAs, especially. I go well with our climate, I think. Yeah, for because, sure. And that was the whole point. So part of my research, most people think mm. that IPAs were actually invented um, for the sake of being able to get regular pale ales from mm-hmm. England to India. Yeah. Because this was, you know, 1800s-ish. A long time there. ago. And um, most people think that what happened was that it was invented because that the guy Realize that, uh, I mean, the beers would you know go stale by the time that they got to India. I mean, it's yeah. a long, you know, boat ride from I- England yeah. to India because it's not like they uh they don't uh like go bad, but they taste bad, right? Right, the 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 hops spoil kind of spoil, spoil and yeah. the flavors change, the flavors change, and yeah, and it's it's not as great as it would yeah. be, um, because again, you're right, it's not like it expires, you know, yeah, no beer really ever expires, you, yeah. But you do get some pretty nasty taste out of it. So he, some speaking from experience, you are more prone to the runs drinking stale beer. <laughs> Look, from, from I've, experience, I've been there. I've sadly, have been there. That's I right, like That's left. that's a podcast for another day. <laughs> I, I think that's an entirely separate podcast. Hello darkness, my own <laughs> it's all good. It's all good.
1: No, so, but the, yeah. but
0: the reality is, is that that wasn't true because. What he started doing was, uh, at least in the the theory or the myth, whatever, is that um, this guy... What the hell was his name? George Hodson, right? George Hodson, yes. Bow Brewery. It says that he started adding a fuck ton of hops to his beers because the hops are a natural preservative, right? I didn't know that. Yeah, so hops are a natural preservative. So he would add a fuck ton of hops to his beers so that they would last on the trip. Because, I mean, obviously they didn't have refrigeration. There was just... It was just barreled, and then they would put it on their ships and take it over. Yeah. Um. And because a part of the problem is also in the hotter climates, the pale ales that they liked in England, which were a little bit more temperate, like temp, like it was, it was colder. I don't know what the word is, temperate.
1: temperate? Yeah.
0: Less, less temperate, I would say. Less temperate. If it's cold. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Sure. I don't know. I'm not a fucking weatherman. <laughs> so It took a class. Of it was a different climate. It's hot. It's hot as balls. If you've ever seen fucking Slumdog Millionaire, it looks hot as shit in that movie. Yeah. So. I doubt it. It's like Laredo, basically, <laughs> and apparently Canada. It's because Canada is 120 degrees right now. It's yeah, dude, ridiculous. I, I saw that. I saw that. But poor Canadians. So yeah, so they, they they had the the hops added, and so that was the kind of the birth of Indian Pale Ales. Because the reason we get that, you get that big ass head when yeah. you pour the beer, and it's I mean, a beautiful get, head. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's super foamy. It's mm-hmm. super foamy. And It's because there's a buttload of hops in it, and I mean yeah. that's also what kind of adds to the to the uh the fruitiness aspects of it because the hops introduce all those different fruits uh, like for example this one I think is a lot more of like the uh sort of tropical like yeah, mango I definitely got like a citrusy tropical fruity yeah in there I don't know what it exactly it was but
1: fucking delicious it, well. it is
0: very it's a very enjoyable IPA I will say so <clears throat> I don't know if you know what this is Do you know what IBUs are Oh, I think so. I think so. Only because of El Chingon, um, uh, which is another IPA. <laughs> El Chingon. El Chingon. It's a great name. They named it after me. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, it's isn't it a, a metric of bitterness in an beer, right? The international bitterness unit. There you go. There you, you go. go. You you know you know. I know. Yeah. So the Saint Arnold our car is at about fifty-five. IBU, uh, which is a little bit on the higher side, from what I understand, because um, the bitterness aspects, like for IPAs, high side for IPAs, I mean, Uh, because I think a typical IPA, IBU will be around 30 to 50. Really? Yeah. Um, I'm kind of curious to see what the uh, IBUs are for Bud Light. Oh my God, if I could fucking type. IBU for Bud Light? I mean, it has to be nothing. It has to I mean, be, it's got to uh, be. Yeah, it's got be to be almost like nothing. in the tens range. Like blow that. There's no way because it's like water compared to this. American Light, a rating of two point three. Oh, no wait, No, no hold on. <laughs> oh hold God. on. That's, that's just the oh. rating. Okay. 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 It's not the metric. It's not the metric. It's not the IBU. Uh, six. <laughs> I fucking <laughs> it's knew it. Six. It's a six. It's an. Compared to 55. Weird, weirdly enough, Michelob Ultra is actually sitting at 10 IBU. A 10? Yeah. Michelob? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, excuse me, I'm burping. And then you got Michelob Amberbach, which is at 19 IBU. Wow. I, look, I don't know. I'm sorry to Michelob drinkers. I understand it's a very, very, very light beer. And if you're on like a diet and you still want to get drunk, it's probably your go-to choice. But... <laughs> It just really lacks body, man. Does not have any flavor, robustness. You know, not like this. When you drink this, you're like, ooh. How? Yes. Ooh. 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 So, oh, and I was kind of curious about this, so I looked it up. Shiner, which is one of my favorite beers. Uh, yes, I'm a basic bitch. I get it. No. Shiner's tradition in Texas. It's fine. Shiner is tradition in Texas. We're from Texas, so this is. Yeah. And it's also a ridiculously low alcohol by volume in Shiner. It's only four point four percent. Yeah, Shiner's sitting at thirteen IBUs. Damn. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And a lot of people, fuck, it's hitting. Um, I said, <laughs> I said, peeper, a lot of piper, a lot of people, um, would say that Shiner is definitely like on the darker spectrum of beers compared to like let's say a Bud, which is like a paler beer. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, you just fucking look at the thing. And it's yeah, like, yeah, it, <laughs> it actually physically looks, you know, darker. But a lot of people say that they dislike it because it's, uh, it's bitter. It's better compare, in comparison to other, like, let's say, like a pale ale, like Dos Equis, which is a very, like, bready kind of tasting beer. So, but I, I mean, I don't know. It goes fantastic with Twang Beer Salt. Brought to you by, by our sponsor, <laughs> Twang. Uh, not yet, not yet. Not yet. No, yeah. So, but um, a little bit higher on that bitterness. You know, you know what the hell is? Uh, have you had Guinness Drought? I have had Guinness before. I, I, oh, you know, you're you're catching catching me on the spot if I remember what what specific draft it was or what drought drought it was. But I definitely had Guinness before. Okay, you've had Guinness, but Guinness Drought specifically because it's a really dark stout. Damn uh I don't know let's put it like this from what I've heard it is a very dark beer mm-hmm. I I have not had it myself actually which that's gonna have to change really soon yeah you should uh, yeah it's got to change it's a very full-bodied beer it's very- you, you literally just told me you've never had it well I've had Guinness like I'm talking about Guinness drought, okay, okay drought okay, okay. I, I'm pretty sure it's drought I don't yeah know. yeah there's only 45 Ibu 45 so this is stronger this So this is, well this is more bitter more bitter yes oh oh that's oh. my dog hello phoebe she uh she came to hang out hang out with me on the casting couch <laughs> on the casting couch <laughs> yeah so for for anybody that's are you, are you well, okay nobody can fucking see us right now because yeah, we don't nobody, we don't have not, cameras going we're not recording yeah no we're not we're not but Goyo's currently sitting on my futon. Yes, a very um, comfortable futon. It's a very comfortable futon. My dog is sniffing uh the cookies that are in his shorts. <laughs> There's No cookies. <laughs> I just I don't smell good. I haven't bathed since yesterday. Uh, so yeah, so cuz Goyo was getting hammered for 4th of July weekend. Uh, happy 4th of July. Happy 4th. Oh, happy 4th. Yeah. A little bit of a little bit of clipping there. Yeah. My bad. So But anyways, yeah, so relatively, it's pretty bitter compared to other well-known beers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, other beers that typically you'll drink at a barbecue or or, you know, or or at a bar, like if you order from a bar, yeah, or at a bar, yeah, yeah. you're yeah, you're almost never gonna have just you know some random old Joe just uh, show yeah. up and, and and order a. A really dark, bitter beer. Yeah, yeah. I would say that at most bars, and I, I obviously I, we live in Texas, so, and I haven't been everywhere, so I could probably be corrected, but I would say in most normal bars, it's not like a beer connoisseur bar um, or a beer garden, per se, that they would have maybe the singular or the dual, the double IPA on draft at any given time. So, yeah, I could definitely understand that. But a Guinness, I mean, I'd say Guinness isn't more often than not. In most places that serve beer, undoubtedly, is it a very typical on draft? Probably not, but you could find it for sure. I don't think so. So tell me, Goyle, have you seen Loki? Oh, bro! I'm supposed to. Watch, I was gonna watch it tonight. I haven't. I mean, I haven't been in my apartment. So how are you gonna tell me you haven't seen Loki? Not I even have, a single episode. Oh no, 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 no! I'm, I'm in the third episode. There's, I haven't seen the new one. You haven't seen the new. I haven't movie. seen the new. You're episode. kidding me. I heard there was a lot of clapperoni in there. A clapperoni? Yeah, was, that not... was the word of the weekend, clapperoni. The word of the weekend, clapperonis. Okay. Um, As an IE sex. So, I just... I hate that. Explain how it. do I do this without <laughs> spoiling it for you? I don't know. Have you seen that? Have you seen the new episode? I've seen episode what? four. why the fuck are you talking to me about <laughs> Don't ruin it. I'm going to literally go home after this and watch <laughs> it. Okay? So, don't ruin it for Wait, me. So I'm so close. to the next segment after that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm so close. I'm so fucking close. That sounds really weird, but yeah, I'm so close to watching the episode. Just give me a little bit more time. When is uh, E3? E3 already happened. Did it? It was all digital. Yeah, it was uh, like a week long festivities. They announced oh, yeah. a bunch of shit, bro. In June. Yeah, it just passed. Literally, this past month, they had, they finally announced Elden Ring. People have been dying for them to announce Elden Ring. What is that? is that like a Elder Scrolls kind of thing? It is no, no, no. It is the collaboration between legendary game designer, I forget his name, and I know I shouldn't, people are going to murk me, but the creator of Dark Souls and um that's the birth child of the creator of Dark Souls and George R. R. Martin. So George R. R. Martin's doing the writing for the for the game and it's the same mechanics, playstyle, game genre of Dark Souls. And uh people are going nuts over it. They finally announced it. they finally gave us gameplay footage. That's Wait, what, so George R. R. Martin yeah. was part of this? Yeah, dead ass. He's writing he was writing the lore behind like Oh the, shit. Like the game, yeah. God so, damn. so everyone was really hyped for it. Everyone had been hyped for it forever and there hadn't been any announcement until E three this year. So everyone was like, Oh finally Elden Ring. <laughs>
1: Because well, literally,
0: fuck. I mean, I probably wouldn't have been interested in it until I knew that George R. R. Martin was coming out. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it was a big thing. That's why everybody, everybody was like talking about. Sorry, I'm getting text messages and they're asking like for the Venmo. milk. I broke a chair. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you broke a chair, so now you were the one responsible for damage. Yeah, sadly, I, I didn't do it on purpose. It wasn't because we we're getting crunk or wild. We we're just all had come back from Sixth Street and pretty heavily intoxicated. And I kind of plopped down on the chair and it broke because I'm a big guy. So, sadly. Rip rip the chair. Rip chair 2021. Rip chair. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sorry for your chair, it's bro. It's a little depressing. That's how you know when you're fat, bro. <laughs> just sit down sloppily and it breaks. It crumples underneath your weight. So I didn't trust those two chairs after that. You're not fat, dude. Gravity just affects you differently than the True. rest of us. True. I'm built different. <laughs> but yeah, going back to the topic that you are talking before, like E3, uh, I would say that's probably the biggest announcement that they had uh, on the the Game Awards, like, channel, live stream. Um, that was at the very end. And he knew, the host knew, I forget his name, but he's, like, in charge of the Game Awards, which is, like, the equivalent of the Grammys for uh, game designers and game development. And he knew he had like this this the most shitting grin at the very end of the, the conference when he knew he was about to drop the announcement. And people were gonna go fucking nuts. <laughs> like he fucking knew. He's like the moment you've all been waiting for. I know people have been asking this for a long time. We're so blessed to have it on this channel. And he fucking dropped it. And everyone was like, it's <laughs> so just a bunch of nerd orgasms everywhere. Nerd orgasms. So well, That's what we're all about here. It's nerd orgasms. Yes, we want to coax it out of you. <laughs> It's just one long, one hour long teasing podcast. <laughs> it's just, oh my God. Just an edging podcast. It's an edging podcast. It's uh, Nerds and Slurred Words, not a BDSM podcast. No. I stole Dude, that We from... didn't even do any sort of intro. We didn't even talk yeah. about ourselves. That's very true.
1: That's we're already, very we're true. <laughs>
0: we're already halfway through the- or oh, you're, I'm a little what, more than, I'm a little more than halfway, yeah. Well, to be fair, this part is a lot more than this part. This is like a shot worth of beer. Damn. For this little thing, but the point of it is because you're supposed to get that bulbous shape yeah. to the edge of the yeah. glass right here so that it really allows it to fully, um, fuck if I know the word. Uh, coagulate. Coagulate, sure. I mean, uh, it's it's supposed to be better for mm-hmm. like the production of the head when you pour the beer. and, and, and Air rate. I mean, because 60% of your taste comes from smell. Right, mm. so so the way that it produces the smells, I mean, the way that the glass kind of fulfills that towards the top of the glass, you know, that, it, that the the smell comes out, mm. um, it allows you to fully taste it. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if not, I mean, it's you're missing out on half of it because you don't even smell. Wow. Maybe that's thing. why this is like more bearable. Like maybe I'm just not cultured and I've been drinking IPs wrong. Well, maybe that's why you get the full flavor out of it because you yeah, really yeah, do. Yeah, you yeah, get yeah. you really do get like the. The citrusy aspects of it before... I mean, there's a lot of bitterness. Yeah, there there is a lot of bitterness, but it's it's a really full beer. There's other IBs I've had that are just kicking the nuts, kind of bitter. I'm sure. I'm sure somebody just kind of pours all kinds of hops in there. They just just, just just drink and you're like, ooh. Not in a good way. You're like, damn, that's a a kick in my tongue, bro. It's a kick kick in my tongue. I feel that in my nuts, you know what I'm saying? There, there's some IPs that are like that, you know. I'm already about 75% through this beer. Yeah. And it hits a lot harder than you think. Yeah, so. yeah. I felt it. I said earlier, uh, oh, fuck. I shouldn't say that. But, well, we're recording. All right, the, for reference, we're recording this intro yeah, like 40 <laughs> minutes into recording. We're recording, recording the so. intro after we started talking. Um, I said peeper a while ago so a little the slur was already beginning (laughs) (laughs) there are slurred words (laughs) slurred words was already because i had a peeper and i was like oh no it's not good yeah so but anyways yeah so everything nerd um i mean it could be anything from video games to movies to shows to books i mean yeah all things that are acting as birth control nowadays (laughs) (laughs) i mean very very potent uh (laughs) contraceptives <laughs> exactly uh, um, uh, minecraft but, is probably one of the primary ones uh, yeah, I, that no, acts as no. a contraceptive nowadays no bro there'd be there'd be a bunch of ladies out there yeah playing minecraft are. and some of the biggest platform like some of the biggest content creators on youtube and twitch are minecraft people. i mean you think about dream yeah just look at him he has I a guarantee, whole, his I whole guarantee he walks up to chicks and just I don't, I don't know about that, but <laughs> okay, maybe not. Yeah, well, yeah, mostly because he'll say, "Oh, I'm dreaming." They'll be like, "Prove it." Yeah, exactly. I, and then he'll say, "Well, how the fuck do I prove it?" He's no face. Yeah, yeah. No so maybe not. <laughs> I mean, exactly. I'm, I'm pretty sure the talent, like people that are other in that circle, know what he looks like for sure. But I think uh, so. I, think so. I uh, for sure. Well, for sure. I think that like, it's like because Corp's, I'm sure Corp's husband. Yeah, I'm sure he gets invited to like like parties and stuff. So I'm sure he has, he shows up and like so, yeah, I'm dreaming. This is me. That'd be cool, don't you think? Like content creator parties? Dude, Well, they do them all the time? But like not within their own orgs. No, well, no, yeah, they do they do cross org stuff. It's just, like it's just like being friends in real life. Are they? Yeah. Actually friends though? I yeah, mean, yeah, 100%. I would say so. You think so? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you and I aren't friends at all. What? I fucking hate you. Shit. Sure. <laughs> I'm going to another sip with this IPA. <laughs> did I, did I just break your heart. I'm just kidding. I don't go breaking him up. You know, mm-hmm. you you know, I would take a bullet for you, baby. I would too, bro. I would too. Much love here. Anyways, Maria, we're just talking about general nerd because we get off into tangents. Um, I'm I, I do not have ADHD. Manny does though. Um, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> damn, just fucking put me out there, bro. Uh, I'm just, sorry, I'm sorry. Nail me to a cross yeah. in front of everybody. No, I'm just kidding. He doesn't. He's not a diagnosis. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's no mental cool. Out. If there are random parts where I just start singing, I'll probably cut them out. But every once in a while, I'm just gonna release a compilation of me fucking breaking the silence by just singing belting. a random song, belting some lines. Yeah, 100. And and that'll be the proof that I do have ADHD. Need. Also, oh no, this is hitting way too quickly. Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling them. It. Yeah, it feels good. Feels good. It feels real good. Anyways, so we, we yeah we were talking about uh, nerddom in general. Um, I'm I'm of the firm belief uh, that you should be a well-rounded nerd. You know everything in mediation, including nerddom. Okay, uh, we don't believe, everything in mediation. Yeah, and, and and you know, uh, yeah, uh, you should be a well-rounded nerd. You know, you shouldn't just like one thing. I mean, it's cool to like one thing, but usually that tends to be uh, limiting. Number one and number two. Um, sometimes you get a little too crazy about it, you know. And that's how gatekeeping enters the world. and Nobody likes a gatekeeper, bro. Just let people enjoy your shit. I don't know what the fuck you're talking uh, about fuck. at this point. <laughs> fuck. Anyways, I believe in being a well-rounded nerd. So we're well-rounded nerd here, and we talk about a bunch of different shit. Yeah. So here's the thing. It's just going to be a a, a a podcast full of connoisseurs mm-hmm.
1: in or, both or, alcohol. a burgeoning
0: connoisseur, because I, I wouldn't consider virgining. connoisseur. yeah. Well, okay. So we're both pretty new to this. No, not virgining, Burgeoning. burgeoning. Bergening. What the fuck is burgeoning? I mean, I'm saying it. Burgening is that how you say it? I don't know. Like I don't know what that word is. I'm beginning to become a connoisseur. That's, I thought burgeoning was pretty. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty. It was a pretty it's apt pretty, assessment. Pre- pretty, pretty accurate. Yeah, burgeoning. I mean, I just started researching IPAs this week. By next week, I'm gonna know everything about everything. True. So true, true, true. Very true. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So again, we're already halfway through the podcast, but. <sighs> You want to re-record the intro? Because <laughs> we got off on a roof. We'll actually. call that the intro. Yeah. That whole thing uh, my cool. name is uh, Goya Lopez. Yeah. A.K.A. Diabetic Beluga. AKA. He's the... Fuck. He's the beluga on the logo. I don't know if he's on top or on the bottom. I don't have the logo uh, in front of me. Bottom. But... Are you on the, the bottom? B- I'm on the Did bottom. Did you memorize the positions of yes. the characters? I'm a power bottom. All right, yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Uh, my name is Manny Manny Lara, man, also known as Manuel Lara, also known as the Goat, also known as Chop Daddy. Um, they call me El Chingon. Uh, as described later in the podcast, <laughs> you, you'll you'll find that out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, and my uh, gamer tag is Yeti tries. I have a YouTube channel, so you probably won't know anything about that, but you know, go check there. them out. Go check them out. Um. So yeah, that's why we got a Yeti and a. It's a it's a beluga. It's kind of hard to distinguish what it is just by the face. <laughs> It it looks nothing. It looks looks like a fucking, (laughs) I don't even know what it looks like. It's based on, I'll put the picture in the corner of the video or something so that if you look at the YouTube video of this podcast, you'll see what the full figurine we based him off of was and what he looks nothing like. Yeah. Um, It's it's, it's a creature. It's a creature. So diabetic beluga yet he tries. So yeah. Um, This is uh, nerds and slurred words. Episode one. Episode one. Uh, IPAs and Elden Ring. Elden know. Ring. Yeah, that was the kind of the big thing, I guess. I yeah, mean, I guess it's so. old. It's old news by that, by this point, but it's still. By the time this opinion. comes out, yeah, probably because I'm. Yeah. I probably won't even release this until after I'm married. Yeah. Shit, bro. Which is a month from now. Damn. That's hella crazy. That's hella crazy, bro. It's, it's creeping up real fast, bro. Shit. No shit. Yeah, this whole month, bro. This whole month is just busy. So let's do this. Introductory to nerds. Because this is nerds with slurred words. We got to know what the nerds are. Favorite video game of all time. Ooh. And why? Ooh. Before we do that. That's a good question. Before we do that. I'm going to go get more beers. Oh, okay. Better. are back. All right. Oh, careful, careful. careful. All right, we got we got beer number two right here. We got look at this. You can you can you can legitimately kind of hear the way that the foam kind of uh, mutes the the sound of the crack because the foam rises so quickly as soon as the oxygen comes you know one hundred percent. You probably can't hear this. This is like ASMR right here. It's uh hundred percent alcohol ASMR. That's kinda of al- that's the kind of ASMR I need to fall asleep. So cool. Some alcohol ASMR. That sounds fucking amazing to me, to be honest. They just give you the name of the IPA That is this is beer number two. God look at that head. Look at the way it forms. I mean that's that's a that right there. That's a solid two inches of, of foam. Oh, foam. It's glorious. It's a glorious head. A glorious, white, frothy, foamy head. I can't hear anything you're saying, right? (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's a glorious, white, frothy, two-inch, delicious head (laughs) that I will savor. (laughs) I'm not even that lit. I'm just like, you know. (laughs) I can take that so many ways. Yeah. (laughs) I can can deliver that sentence out of context so many fucking ways. Oh, my God. I'm being really seductive right now. I'm sorry. IP has turned me on. <laughs> it's because you can hear your own voice and yeah. you're like... I'm I like sed- this. I, I'm, seduc- I'm seducing myself right now, dead <laughs> Ladies. All right, all right, all right. All right. So, we got, the, we got the second round of beers. Yes. Favorite all-time game mm-hmm. and why? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go. Damn. Uh... It's a difficult question. Yeah, I, I'll give you a few minutes. I like, can edit if I need to. No, no. Um, I have one usually off the top of my head that I usually go with, and I, and it's true because I probably have the best memories of playing that game. It's right. Skyrim, Elder Scrolls Five, Skyrim. Okay. I mean, what a what a fucking great game. I mean, easily probably. I know it's one game of the year. I think for that when the year that it came out, which is in like 2014, I think now so it's like seven years old already at this point. Um. But I remember, like, that's the first mature game my parents were living by. And I played the shit out of it. I put, like, at least, I mean, I don't know. When it first came out, like, 500, 600 hours into that game, bro. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I played the shit out of it. Like, I'm talking about, like, staying up you know, the night before uh, school the next morning and playing until, like, 12 o'clock in the morning and then going to sleep and waking up at, like, 6 and dragging up. You eyes. know, I, I reacted pretty heavily there, but five hundred six and hour, 600 hours, I mean, that doesn't sound much like much compared to what I used to do in, like, COD Zombies or something. I'd, I would fucking, I would get on at, like, 8 p.m. And if it were the summer, I would get on at 8 p.m. and I would fall asleep at around 7 o'clock in the morning because me and some homies were trying to do the Easter eggs. Damn. That game was yeah. addictive yeah. at the time, but okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no yeah. No, no, I totally get that. But uh, but yeah, definitely Skyrim. But then again, I was a little bit sheltered as Graham, so you know. Didn't always so have that what? What year was this? When? When? When did you start playing this game? Damn, probably maybe go back to my memories and shit. I don't maybe have. Is ele- a traumatic? Events. I don't have. No, fuck. I don't have like elephant memory. So approximate. I would say like 2014, 2015. Okay, so yeah. you're what a junior, in, a junior in like, high school. Like a, oh, no, not even sophomore, either. junior in high school. I mean, you graduated like 2016, probably, you know? yeah, that's true. So maybe, maybe my freshman year, because I was definitely younger when I got it. So probably like 2014. It was like which is a year I think it came out. I think, but um, uh, yeah, yeah. I probably got it then, and I played it for like ever, for like years, like at least two or three years. I played it mm-hmm. uh, because, and I only played the base game because I never got the DLCs, sadly. So, I only played the base game, and I, I completed almost every quest in the base game, bro. Are you like the type of person that, like, in any game, there's going to be, like, a bunch of side quests. Yeah. And there's, like, little articles that you can find, like, in Butt Africa, like, the deepest, darkest corner of the video game. You can find this article. And if you go search that deep, dark corner, you find that article, and you get, like, an Xbox achievement or something. Uh, I wasn't an achievement hunter. No, if that's what you're asking. No. Okay. I definitely play things for the storyline. I would I look, I'm the type of player that reads the books inside the game. <laughs> That's the type of player I am. I'm, I'm I am i i a very specific type of player. I don't think I'm I don't think I'm alone in that. I think there's a lot of people who especially now that it's been out for a very long time, there's a lot of people who have appreciated that game over the years. So you appreciate um, the lore. Yeah, definitely narrative driven. I'm a narrative driven player 100%. Uh, I appreciate good writing, and there's a lot of good writing in Elder Scrolls V. Sure, the game mechanics in and of itself might have been, you know, when I first came out, like, there was dragons, like, you know, sinking into the ground, so only half of their body would be out of the ground, and they clip into the... Yeah. So <laughs> there's a lot of problems with it when I first came out. <laughs> but you have to sometimes look past games like that and appreciate the, just, you know, uh, monumental achievement that game was. Because I think it... I mean, I don't really know another game that's that has such a large diverse open world that skyrim does that really and that really draws you in it the writing was excellent the whole like setting was excellent and then the music oh god jeremy soul just killed that fucking soundtrack his symphonic suites for all of the soundtracks of skyrim were just amazing down to combat music down to just like roaming in the wilds yeah. a lot of people have a lot of like great memories i do of just walking around and listening to the fucking like music the, the like the symphony suites that jeremy soul composed because a lot of them are fucking gorgeous i believe you fucking gorgeous you know, fucking gorgeous. i, I never really i still got into i still skyrim. listen to that music i still listen to that music bro. like just in the car yeah, no no not in that <laughs> not in that car but but like when i'm working i'll put on some jeremy soul bro from skyrim suite bro. oh yeah fuck yeah dude like just just chilling just some vibe yeah like, <laughs> i mean i think the most memorable soundtracks from any video game are gonna be minecraft Ah, yeah. I mean, I'm not big. I wasn't a big Minecraft player, so I I was a huge Minecraft player as a kid. I played Call of Duty. Okay, I was really basic because I was into the games that got you friends. Uh, oh, okay. Like not there was a few people that I connected with that played. Skyrim. No, 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 not in a mean way to Skyrim, but like in other words, the ones that like were all the like the main. Like, the jocks played all these games because okay. these were the only, like, the mainstream games. Like, okay, Minecraft, dude. Call of Duty. Okay, dude. Yeah, exactly. You're a cool kid. I get it. I was not a jock by any means. You're a by cool kid. By any fucking Just means. Just fucking said. You were socially adept. I wasn't. Adept? Adept. Adept. No. No. Adept. We're both, this is a nerds podcast. Nah, no, it's fine. I, I, w- I, w- I had friends, too. <laughs> 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 I did. I did have friends. So no, I believe you. No, I'm, I'm just but, like in other words. I played the games because I didn't have friends. I played the games that would get me friends. That would get your friends. Yeah. So I played like Minecraft. I played the shit out of Black Ops because that was the first Call of Duty that I played was Black Ops, which ma- makes me just a fucking just absolute the, the Gen original Z Black Ops of Black, video gamers. The original Black Ops. The original Black Ops. I mean, arguably one of the best campaigns. I'm, not wrong. Not wrong. Are honestly one of the best campaigns. The numbers, Mason. The, the numbers. The Mason. And, of course, yeah. you have uh, Gary Oldman as a, as a voice actor in that game. I and mean, you can't get better than Gary Oldman. Yeah. yeah. Who, who's that? <laughs> I'm sorry. He was Reznov. Oh, shit. Yeah, he, uh, he's fucking uh, the detective in uh, Batman Begins he is fuck I mean he's in a million movies. Uh have you seen Darkest Hour? What's that about? <sighs> it's Winston Churchill. Oh no. Gary Yeah, no. Gary Oldman. Hold on, let me show you a picture of him. You'll see. I probably do know him. I just don't know the name. I guarantee you. That. I'm uncultured. I'm not uncultured. I just can't call up like images of actors like on demand. No, you are uncultured. You okay. I'm a swine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's Gary Oldman This guy right here He's showing me a picture He's zooming in Yeah Oh, oh This guy Right here Gary Oldman He's fucking uh, Commissioner Gordon bro and I literally just fucking said this He was also He, he said um, detective He didn't say Commissioner Gordon bro Shut the fuck up He was also serious <laughs> Black In Harry oh, Potter shit You're right dude Yeah yeah. He's so, Reznor I know I'm fucking right I mean, He's Reznor bro I mean, He's Reznor I didn't he's know Reznor. that there's a piece of nerddom I didn't know. Yeah, um, he comes out in a, in a whole lot of movies, actually. He's Commissioner Gordon from yeah, like the Dark Knight, right? All the the Dark Knight trilogy that by fucking what's his name Nolan. Yes, that. He he was a good Commissioner it's Gordon. Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan. Excuse one me. of my favorite directors. I, I said Nolan. I said Nolan. You did say Nolan. I, say the I just time. wanted to make sure that his name was paid respect. Was, was not tainted. <laughs> by by exactly. Own, I needed to throw his name in front of you. By your uncultured lips. It was It was a very uncultured moment for you right there. Yeah, but anyways, yeah. yeah. So Gary Oldman, are, again, arguably one of the best campaigns in the Call of Duty franchise. For sure. Probably right for behind sure. Modern Warfare 2. For sure. Um. If not... In front of Modern Warfare Two. Ah, uh, that's a bold claim. That's a bold claim. You think so? That's a bold claim, bro. It is a bold claim. Wait, I Modern would give Warfare Modern Warfare Two is where the the fucking general shoots you at the very. Yeah. Yes. That's a fucking bold claim, bro. <laughs> that's a fucking. You got some. <laughs> balls One of the biggest that. betrayals in yeah, video game history. Yeah, that's a fucking bold claim, dude. Holy shit! It is shit. a bold claim. Damn. One of the biggest turns of 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 storyline. Yeah. Great though, great fucking writing. Fantastic. Why, why can't player. all fucking Call of Duty campaigns be like that? Like that's that's the type of campaign that makes you want to Because they have three play. different uh, development companies now. That's true. That's oh, that's fucking true. Dude. They have three different companies all that all under they all, all cycle media. with each other, bro. It's like a giant developer circle. And joke. Treyarch is arguably it, well, Treyarch has the monopoly on zombies at this point. The other two have tried true. zombies a couple of times. Very true. Sledgehammer tried zombies. Yeah. And it was fucking weird. Yeah. and It was a bit trippy. It was. It was. And Infinity Ward tried aliens, I think. Did they? I didn't play Infinity Ward. They did try aliens. And it was style. fucking weird. Oh, she's you, you, you like she, she petting my dog. Smell. Yeah, she's precious. She's a cutie. She's a cute little she's, pup. She's and she just dies for attention. So she's, she just sits there. waiting. She's, she's staring into my eyes right now. I know I miss my dog. Fuck. Okay, this is getting really depressing. Let's uh, yeah. So um, <laughs> Call of Duty. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but I, yeah, Infinity War did try aliens at one point. I don't it, really. It sucked balls. Yeah, it was terrible. The, like you fighting against the aliens, like that's the zombie. Whoa. No, you fucking make love to the aliens. What the <laughs> fuck do you think that you do to the aliens? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you. <laughs> I didn't play that one. I didn't play Infinity War. I mean, it's pretty fucking easy to assume. I said do. Infinity War. <laughs> like, like, fucking Avengers, bro. Like, there's a, he has a poster in his... In, we're recording right now. And it's dead ass Infinity War. So I, that's what I said. I do have an Infinity War poster. Yeah, Fuck you. I, no, no, ner- no. There's Look, nothing wrong with that. This is a safe space I'm, for nerds. I'm saying I said the fucking wrong title name. I called it... Call of Duty: Infinity War. <laughs> That's what I call it. Fucking Thanos comes out. Uh, she, imagine. So is R. D. J. Yo, this is this is Fortnite, okay? Hey, Fortnite, oh my has God, Fortnite. has had so many. Crossovers. Fortnite has everything, bro. The like, Deadass just like they're a whore for cameos. They're and cameo. Like, They've had fucking. I I think they had Deadpool at one point. They've had like Alien. They've had Terminator. Right now, I think... Yeah, they had Terminator. I mean... Right now, I think they're on aliens. I think they're on, like, some weird fucking alien things. They've had everything. They're, like... They're literally IP cameo whores. This is probably... It's not off topic, but again, we're... I don't know. We're just kind of jumping all over the place. Yeah. Fortnite in general... Fortnite in general. Fortnite in general is a fucking crazy game because it's fucking free. It is free to play. That's very true. And they made billions off of that game. Billions. I mean, you think about the amount of money that they made. Granted, their developers probably don't get paid shit because that's the world of game development. You fucking you pay you get paid fifty thousand a year to put eighty hours of your life into every week. Yeah, I've heard about the work conditions as a developer. It just it's just it's not good. Sounds abysmal. And if you are a game developer listening to this podcast, please tell me otherwise. Tell me why your place is a good way a good place yeah. to work. Because I've heard nothing good about yeah. working in the game development industry. Hey, I've heard it's a lot of overwork, definitely, and it costs a lot of burnout. But I would say like a lot of the... I would hope... I mean, I really don't know, but I would hope that a lot of the smaller companies or or that because of this burnout, is such a large problem in the game development industry, that they are making you know policies and uh, HR decisions uh, to prevent that. Well, I think a big part of it is also just the publicity. Like the, the social media is That's so true. easy to post on now. That's like true. It's just so easy mm. to get your opinion about where you work out. Yeah. Like to, to post about where you work. 100%. That a lot of companies are having to adapt and make their places good to work at because, because if not, they know their name is just going to be absolutely fucking trash. Yeah, because if they let them go... And they've just had a horrible experience, and they're just going to go trash. They're going to drag you. yeah. And Especially drag, if you're a video game company. They're going to drag your reputation as an employer through the mud. Which, I mean, which a lot of former developers or former employees of the game companies have done. Not just developers, but like community managers, HR people, you know, game testers. And they all say the same thing. That's a shitty place to work. Well, that's what I'm saying. But, like, okay, that's the thing. Blizzard, uh, that's Blizzard. just what I've heard. I'm looking at you, Blizzard. Blizzard, really? Blizzard? Yeah, I've heard. I a heard lot of I've heard about neg- a lot of negative things about working in Blizzard. Blizzard, really? Yeah, I remember when I was in college, I read like a a whole fucking Twitter or blog post about how they're just not treated well as a community manager for really? for, for doing esports. Yeah, esports. That they were pushed out of their position purposely because they didn't want to, for that person to work for them anymore. God. So they just made their work. Like living situation, living hell. Of course, this is what the person was saying. And I'm sure Blizzard had their side too, right? But yeah, fuck. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Blizzard so we sucks. were talking about Call of Duty. Now we're talking about shitty work environments, <laughs> video game companies, A video game company, specifically video specifically. game companies. So yeah. Um. I don't Anyways, mean, so yeah, you you were we were talking about the our favorite video game <laughs> before we go off on this really like, once again weird tangent. I just. Look, we have to make this clear as of right now. Yeah. This whole podcast is going to jump around a lot. It's going to stay on pop culture. Yeah. We're going to try to stay on the topic of video games and movies and <laughs> comics for, and, and all kinds try. of TV shows and all that other shit. But I'm also fucking bonkers. I just bounce off the walls when it comes to my thoughts. So. I might just throw out this the most random shit ever, and it'll it'll just, you know, the podcast is gonna go sideways at some point. <laughs> we just have to admit that and be yeah, okay with that. It's gonna and, be fucked up and go with it. How fucked up is fucked up? Fucked up. <laughs> we get now we're getting philosophical yeah, at this point. Right, man. This is a question of philosophy, right? All right, there. So favorite video game. So yeah, Elder Scrolls. So uh, mine was Elder Skyrim, Elder Scrolls Five uh, by ZeniMax Studios and Bethesda. Yeah, and I think Bethesda. I think ZeniMax owns Bethesda. So. So. Going off of Bethesda, so I have a lot of video games that I consider my favorites. Yeah. Um, well, what's one above the rest? Like, what's one that you tell people? Like, because people ask me that question before, and I usually say Skyrim because it's it's just true. It's the one that I have the most mem- like memorable time in. So, what's that for you? You know, the one that pops out immediately to me. Yeah, is Bioshock. Oh, what a master beast! What a fucking masterpiece. I mean, in... The whole series is just so fucking good. In terms of... Oh, great. Great choice. In terms of story, in yeah. terms of design, in terms of gameplay and yeah. mechanics and yeah. everything, fucking it's, fantastic it's game. A, yeah. I mean, 2K, probably one of their best creations ever. Um, I think it was... What the fuck is the guy's name? Um I'm trying to think I'm trying to think of the guy's name that created it. I think it was Ken something. Yeah. Um but anyways, or one of the designers, one of the lead designers rather, not lead the guy that created it but, Bioshock yeah, yeah, but uh, just in terms of story first of all, the very first game. Yeah. Because there are three games, all three games in my opinion fucking fantastic. They are I mean, which good. is a difficult thing to a, a, a yeah. very very difficult to thing achieve. to accomplish. Definitely. definitely. To a really achieve a trilogy of video games that is Absolutely perfect in terms of storyline. It's very yeah. very, very difficult to they achieve. They really I think they really nail like this uh kind of underrated genre of just fantasy or fiction in general, which is like this atmospheric horror that they do very, very <laughs> well. Like yeah. they, they really set the atmosphere. Like I remember playing Bioshock when I was younger and being like afraid of playing it at night because those the crazy people, like the lunatics in the game. There's like people that are like not sane. Really? in the game, they pop out at you. Like the motherfuckers that crawl on the roof. Yeah, I hated yeah. those pieces the of shit. Splicers, yeah, the fucking splicers, splicers, bro. I fucking so, hated I'll that. I'll tell you right they now, Pop though. out, bro, and they scare the shit. Out of the I'll game. tell you right now. I never thought of it as a horror game. Really, I. It's a fantastic game. I love the design. I love the environments. Oh, I would. And, I, I said that with a weird stress on weird syllables but yeah. the environments it's the slurred words <laughs> very slurred words slurred words but just i never thought of it as a horror game mm-hmm. i'm gonna be honest i played it when i was like 18 or 19 oh. probably mm-hmm. uh, i yeah. think i was just starting out college when i finally played it i played it on xbox the first time that i played it yeah i, I think i played it younger than i've played it through again on pc <sighs> and it just gets... It's so good, no yeah. matter what playthrough you're on. I didn't play it again as an and, adult. And, and I'll tell you this. You want to know how good it is? My fiance Lily. She loved it. Really? Which, I, was, she, which was she playing? So, she yeah. hasn't played it. Uh-huh. What I did was I streamed it for her on Discord. Yeah. She loved it. Bioshock Infinite. She really enjoyed it. Yeah, credit. credit I don't know who the writers were for that game, but credit to the writers, man. I yeah I need to part look of, up the writers. Part of but. crafting, you know, a world like Bioshock, you have to have an incredibly talented writing team. And then all of like the I don't I don't know what you would call it in video gaming, but I guess the equivalent of screenwriting, like how they how they tell the the voice actors to, yeah. to like act the lines, the writing of the lines and shit for the voice acting. Superb, superb. There's a there's a there's a character I specifically remember from that game. Great choice. It's such a great such a great trilogy of games. Um, oh. he's like the magician. And he has, uh, he has a, a Michael Cohen, I think is his name, the character's name, and he's like, I remember playing and he, and I remember repeating that line over and over again because it was just so fucking. I thought it was like fucking funny. And he's like, I'm Michael fucking Cohen, like, like, <laughs> like, you're, like, like your character in the game is supposed to know who the fuck that is, but he was just so like such a narcissistic, so like, uh, insane, deluded character that's hopped up on these like drugs that give you powers, which yeah. are called what are they called? They're called uh. In the game, they're like, uh... uh, well, so in the first ones, um, but yeah, he's like insane. He's insane. Holy fuck, I'm blanking right now. Yeah, it's probably I know. It's beers. <laughs> yeah, like the, the the IPAs would be hidden. The IPAs would be really hidden right now. But yeah, the, they have these potions or these like genetically modifying potions that give you powers. And so the plasmids, week, plasmids. So, so the, you got, yeah. so you got plasmids in the first two games, and then gene tonics in, in the uh, the last game, in in infinite, in infinite. Um, which, fuck. holy shit! No, actually, fuck. Plasmids were definitely the powers in the first two games. First two games, um, yeah, for sure. Oh, maybe plasmids were the the title in the second game because gene tonics were a different thing. They were like perks, like passive perks, right? Yeah, they were yeah. actually they were like add-ons to the plasmids. I think. Oh. No, I think you're right. Like they were called tonics or something like that in the wow. last game. I, I haven't played the game in a minute. Yeah, I haven't played the game and, in a and long I, and time. I, I honestly need to do another run through. Yeah, of it it's, it's the such game- a it's such a vibrant, beautiful, like well written world. That's like oh, so it's so so good. If you've never played the game, you need to play it. It's a very if you never like you're not into video games and you're like very narrative driven like I am. It's it's a great narrative story. Well, the first even if game, you are into video games, yeah, even if you, yeah, if, if even if you're the type of if, if, uh, okay, if you're the type of person that I was in high school and I played basic games like Minecraft, GTA, and Call of Duty, I never played. Yeah, well, I played Call of Duty, but yeah, not Minecraft. Or, well, you're gonna tell me you never played GTA? Okay, I played GTA, but right, I, right, I didn't right. stick with it. But sadly. okay, but again, if you're the type of person that plays those three games. I'm telling you right now, you want to break into the storyline games. Like yeah, if you really want to, driven. if you really want to turn into the narrative-driven games that absolutely focus on storyline rather than multiplayer, you're gonna want to start with Bioshock. Or yeah, yeah, it's yeah. absolutely Bioshock it's great, or Last of Us One, great like the first Last of Us. I, I don't know. I'd say, I'd say Bioshock. Bioshock. In my opinion, I might get fired for that, but Bioshock. Fired? You are gonna get fired. I am not, I'm not gonna get fired, but like flame for that, like get, get shit for that. But uh, that's what I mean. But like, I might uh, get shit for that. I mean, at this point, Last of Us Two just tanked the fucking yeah, man, the series. I so about that, but again, it 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 illustrates the difficulty of creating a sequel or even a third, you know, instance of this game. Without just tanking the entire fucking The franchise. Franchise. Yeah. yeah. Tainting the franchise's name. Like yeah. I mean, Bioshock did it three times. Yeah. Each one fucking crazy better than the last. Fucking crazy. I will say the I, second I, I, one. Yeah, I would yeah, I was about to say I would say the second one out of all three is probably if you could call it the weakest. But still strong But game. it's still in and of itself a good game. Right. And that's comparisons saying, yeah, to the com- other two. Yeah, in comparison. It falls a little bit short. In comparison. But, but still a very like strong like game compared to the sequence compared to the last of us two i'd play i'd pick bioshock 2 oh 100 100 100 time. so that just goes to show yeah so, i mean it's just in terms of storyline in terms of mechanics especially mechanics because i mean
1: in, in any game
0: i mean you have a shooter a shooter is just the most basic of things that you get to at this point yeah. in, in today's video gaming world right so when you when you introduce that aspect of those DNA alterations that they give you, which is yeah, the with powers, with, you know, through the use of Adam and with Eve and, and well, because Eve is like what you power up with, right? Because yeah. you power up your plasmids with Eve, yeah, and you can use them if you store enough Eve and blah blah blah. Um, I mean, it's just a a really good way of forcing you to scavenge because you want to be able to use those plasmids effectively, exactly. Because what makes it difficult is in a lot of today's games, like Last of Us. The only thing you really needed to scavenge for was ammo, mm-hmm. which was really annoying. In this game, like I mean, because in Last of Us, I'm sure you could use you know consumables, you could use uh, you know throwables and all that stuff, yeah. and it makes your it makes your ability to to maneuver the game in a PVE sense a lot easier, but. In Bioshock especially, the plasmids are essential to a lot of it. Like, there is even doors that you can't open without the use of certain plasmids. Exactly. Yeah. And you can't open those plasmids. You can't use those plasmids without Eve, and it forces you to not only uh, scavenge for ammo, you scavenge for Eve, you, scavenge, you you kill people and you loot their bodies with, a, with the hopes of getting re-ups on certain types of ammo and certain yeah. types of you know uh, consumables and different things like that. And it, it makes for a really well-rounded game complete with storyline and everything because one of the one of the things that gets annoying to me is when a game feels like it drags on mm. because if a game ever feels like it drags on it means the storyline is failing yeah you know what i mean because yeah. they can't make a super short game they're gonna be they're gonna be like the most annoying parts of a game where you're right at the end and then something fucking explodes and the door shuts and you have to go halfway to the corn of Africa to be able to open that. (laughs) Yeah, you know what I mean? You got to complete all kinds of quests on the way and go through all kinds of areas and all kinds of shit, right? But there's a way to execute that while keeping the game interesting that a lot of games fail at nowadays. Definitely. And Bioshock executes that perfectly because there's not a single point in my opinion in Bioshock 1, 2 or Infinite that make you feel like... Really? Do I have to really do this? You know, like yeah. When, you, when, you, when they give you another question, you're like, "Are you fucking kidding me? I really have to go do this." Yeah. So that is like becomes, that is what that is becomes what yeah. Fully mon- rounds monotonous out that storyline. Right. The monotonous. Yeah. This, the monotonous system Because you know I remember, like, uh, they give you like a fetch quest, and fetch quest is like when, whenever the characters in the game will, for those of you who are not like familiar with that. Uh, whenever they make you go get something, right? Basically the the non-player character, you the character that's not you that you're in the game, they'll make you go get something for them. And there's there's quite a lot of that. It's a very common uh mechanic in a lot of games. But uh with the with the BioShock fetch quests, it's like they tell you to go get something and it's in a different part of like the city that, that you're in uh which is like the setting of the BioShock games, at least the first two. Oh, in and this and the third one as well. Um but like you you go to get this thing and you end up crossing paths with some kind of, you know, crazy mini boss that's developed their own fiefdom inside the city. So they control like, a certain part of the city and they're like the head boss. And then they introduce all of their like minions who have their own like mechanics and playstyles that you have to adapt to. And usually when you beat them, you get a new power, a new uh, plasmid, right? Which helps you progress in the game. Right. So well, so they so they that- make it very interesting. They make it very interesting because the uh, not only not only is it the new characters, the new mini boss, but it's also the writing. So there's also a story for every single mini boss. There's also like what they used, to, like what they used to be like before they became crazed and <laughs> insane, power hungry, like genetically modified monsters. Um, and they, and a lot of them have great lines. The voice acting is very good in that game too. So a lot of the vo- credit to the voice actors that bring those characters to life because. There's a, like like I like like what I just t- talked about right now. There's a character in the game called I believe Michael Cohen, who's like this former <laughs> magician grifter in the game. He starts off like as a you know when he first moves to the city, he's like a magician grifter, and then he becomes obsessed with power and maintaining his alu- I guess, illusion of aloofness or affluence. And then like like there's a line that I that I like that I remember playing as a kid. It's like I'm Michael fucking Cohen, like you know you know, I like like you should know who he is yeah. So I'm saying that. that was just a testament to the Sander Cohen, Sander Cohen. There we go. That's what I was going to say. Is. Michael Cohen sounds like a fucking I looked it up right now. It's a fucking lawyer, bro. Like shit. You, you are. You I'm are trashing just... Michael Cohen right now. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. Sander Cohen. He's going to have a case against All you. All right. He's going to have. I'm going to get the season desist letter. Cease My bad. Desist, Correction. Yeah. Sander, Cohen. Sander Cohen. I'm Sander fucking Cohen. I love that. It was such a great. He was such it a is a classic character. line. You, you can't lie. But, He's such a great I mean, I mean, but just think about the environments, bro. I mean, just think about. Yeah. All right. The first art, of all, the art in that game is gorgeous. First of all, the two most common environments that people love to think about: space mm-hmm. and the ocean. True. Space and the ocean. Why? Because we don't eighty fucking know what they're like. Yeah. Because we live on land. You know, that's yeah. where we already we're already familiar pretty, with the land. Pretty, pretty like. commonly known fact is eighty percent of our oceans remain unexplored. I think it's like ninety wild, wild. Is it really only eighty? Uh, maybe, maybe like I think it's like I I saw that recently. So I think it was like now twenty percent has been discovered or explored. So might be it might be more now. So but, there could be a fucking. But dragon. it's between it's definitely between eighty and ninety for sure. What, in what that really, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I was gonna say what really weren't explored though, because I don't think humans can survive after a certain depth. So it's all—it's all just a bunch of drone footage that they send down there with those little subaquatic, those aquatic drones, uh-huh. and they record shit. That's basically what it is. Yeah. That's what it, I guess counts as. But but then again, it's like spending as—it's like spending sending a space rover into Mars where they have all these apparatuses on. Them. They collect all those different data from the water, the temperature, the depth, all that kind of stuff. Man, I really need to take a piss. It's—I want to break the seal. <sighs> All right, so all, all right. right, so the seal is broken. The seal is broken, sadly. It happens. It happens. So yeah, Bioshock, and it's, it's funny. I just looked at my Discord. And my buddy's playing Bioshock right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I don't know. Subconsciously, that triggered Bioshock is my favorite. We, uh, it is in general. But again, you go back to the environments. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're under the fucking ocean. First of oh. all, that part in itself is gorgeous it's, because it's, you yeah. get to look out on the city underwater anytime yeah. you look out a window. Um, I mean, it's just a gorgeous landscape to look at. I'm like imagine. I have my eyes closed right now. I'm imagining, (laughs) just imagining rapture. It's so all of its beauty. It's so fucking cool. I mean, you think about the the story behind a, a, you know, a fallen city, a city fallen from grace that was made, designed to be free from the restraints of morality. Yeah. Under the water. Yeah. And we, we didn't talk about, like, the main storyline for Skyrim. But I think it, it's a very niche game for, like, fantasy players, which which I am. I'm a very fantasy-oriented guy. So like dragons and magic and that type of shit, swords. So, but I think Bioshock is much more approachable in terms of, like, an alternate reality where this could exist if you believe in that kind of stuff, right? So basically, like, to give a little bit of background on the, like, the overarching uh, plot, right, of the game... It's basically, there's this guy named uh, Ryan, what's his name? Andrew Ryan? Andrew Ryan. Andrew Ryan. And he's this, like, visionary, uh, multi-billionaire entrepreneur that says, fuck everything. Fuck all the governments. Fuck all the world's governments. I'm going to take all my money and my ingenuity and uh, hire a bunch of other incredibly talented people. And, of course, set in, like, 19, the 1920s the 1920s so it's because like you, you have first of all you have the, the announcer voices that come on he's like i'm Andrew ryan yeah yeah so it's it's like this alternate reality set in 1920s uh earth and do you know this during this age of innovation right and uh he takes all these other equally brilliant engineers and scientists and builds his own city an under a subaquatic city underground so it's like this Kind of New Age Atlantis, if you will, and uh, and that's where the game is set. And it's dystopian in nature. It's it's an incredibly dystopian um, under underwater, like New Atlantis. That's called Rapture. And the whole premise behind Rapture was that there is no centralized government, there is no uh, hierarchy of power, and that's yeah. it's basically like very uh, like a, a neo anarchist like wet dream. And uh, the premise is that if you are, if you're like a visionary, if you're uh, ambitious, you can achieve anything that you want in Rapture with no limitations, with no uh, oversight, essentially. So it attracts a wide array of, I would say, arguably brilliant but sometimes corrupted people, which fucking psychopathic, pretty much. Pretty much. They're they're brilliant, but definitely. Um, maybe, brilliance is relative uh, yeah I would say brilliance, brilliance is relative it, it attracts a very wide swath of, of varying different characters that you end up meeting essentially after the fall of rapture you get to rapture after everything has essentially gone to shit well and it went to shit because they all became drug addicts uh, yeah because they because they all got addicted to Adam this, this geneticist created uh, these, these powers these genetically uh, altering altering uh, what, what, what did you call it? I guess injections that basically give you superpowers. And so yeah. anybody can, can become like this superpowered, dope-fueled fiend. It's like if you were to put heroin in your system and then you were Chancellor Hi- Palpatine. It's it's highly addictive, like genetically altering injections that are temporary. So you need a constant subsistence of these injections to maintain your, your like superhuman powers. You also need a dictionary to understand half the shit that Goyo says. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, am I getting really technical no, or really no, not eloquent? Elo- eloquence is part of your fucking personality, I think. Really, I, I would say so. I would argue so. I would not describe myself as eloquent. Look, you're talking to the guy that broke a chair because <laughs> I was too fucking drunk in Austin when we got back to our. But condo? you didn't. You didn't break it because you were drunk. You broke it because gravity affects you differently <laughs> them the rest of <laughs> us. I'm heavy. I'm a heavy boy. It, that's not what I said. Besides, <laughs> I'm, it's I'm right there with you. It's true. For those of you not watching the podcast by video, and by that I mean fucking everyone because we don't have cameras. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, was some input I actually both got. Of, the, both of us are uh, <coughs> affected by a, gravity a little, a little bit, bit a, a, little, a little chonky. Uh, but that was some input I actually got that we should record. But I was like, we'll do that down Did the you line. really? Did, you, did somebody yeah. tell you? Somebody told me that we should record. Who was this? I put it on YouTube. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you after. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I'll tell you after. Okay, yeah. So, <clears throat> but yeah. So Bioshock—that's definitely my favorite. That's the one I'm gonna go with. That's the that's that's my winner right there. Yeah, great choice. What a great choice. It's honestly it's, it's a solid one. I would think 100. percent No, it, it's undoubtedly a solid choice. I, I like I said, I, I played it when I was younger, and so maybe I felt more of that atmosphere. Uh, uh, the atmosphere that pervades like Rapture, this fictional city. You know, this Neo atlantis under the sea um is definitely because it's dystopian. It's after the fall of all like you know uh i guess uh governance and so it's kind of like the wild wild west um yeah. it's definitely it's definitely crazy it definitely makes you feel afraid because anything could happen to you you know these are these are these literally people that are roaming around that are on dope fueled superhuman powered fucking drug bingers essentially whoa i'm about to flip over my whole setup bro <laughs> Okay. All right. all right. Yeah, Manny. Manny just uh, hit his hit his desk, and it's a, a shaking. And... Well, so what happened was this thing got stuck under here. So when I pulled oh, out, it kind of like ricocheted. Yeah, yeah. 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 Nobody's gonna understand the the visual on that, but no. I'm not gonna explain it. Put a <laughs> diagram in the video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is how physics work. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Favorite video game. It's Elder Favorite Scrolls V, Out of the Way, Every, Elder Scrolls Five, Skyrim, and Bioshock, the Bioshock franchise. The Bioshock Trilogy. Trilogy. I forget okay. that they're going to make another one, actually. I fucking hope they On do. On the low low. I'm kind of scared if they do, because I, yeah. I worry that they will taint the franchise name. Yeah. But, I, I at heard the it's... same time, I would buy that shit in a heartbeat. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I would. I check. would. I would I stay ne- up till six a.m. playing that shit. I yeah. would finish it on the first day. I need to replay it as an adult. I really do, so I can like appreciate it more. You do, but I've uh, played it a couple of times. You really yeah, do. I, re- I need to replay it for sure. Got Um, I need I'm to gonna, replay Iron Seal next. Just letting you know. <laughs> okay, I need. <laughs> that means we're taking we're taking pisses because yeah, that's what that's what the for uh, the rest of you yeah. alcohol connoisseurs <laughs> out there. It, so again, this Breaking this the art car, it's it's a little bit higher. As far as the uh, ABV goes, um, so, fuck, what is this, minute? 55, you said, no? That's five. That's 55 IBU. IBU. Oh, that's not that high. It's 7.17. Oh, really? Yeah. ABV. I think El Chingon, which is another IP that I think we should try eventually, maybe not like the next time, because I know you wanted to do the president stuff. But uh we should definitely do a chingon one. So I'll tell you though, the some of those president drinks, they uh they take some time to make. Really? They're mixed, they're cocktails? Uh oh yeah, they're all cocktails. They're almost all, oh. all of almost all of them are cocktails. Oh, so they're N- all Almost cocktails. zero fucking presidents actually like straight alcohol, straight liquor. Which Bitches. is kinda weird. <laughs> Bitches. Should be a fucking man <laughs> drinking <laughs> a glass of scotch in the rocks, goddamn. But you telling me Teddy Roosevelt didn't drink straight whiskey? I don't know. I don't think so. He's, he's like I need f- to look at the book again. The man wrestled a fucking bear, bro. That's why they call him Teddy. Are you sure about that? Or he's sh- like, uh, okay, maybe I'm like miss you know recolor, uh, no miss. Like, uh, representing that story. Fuck. This is the nerd, this, wor- this is the slurred this words part. This is the part. slurred words part. But I'm, yeah, that's what they call it. That's how he got his nickname, Teddy Roosevelt. Because he, like, killed a bear in single combat, bro. Dead ass. In single combat? Yeah, like he, like he, like the bear surprised him in the woods, bro. He was hunting, like, uh, like other game. And the bear came on him. And he fucking killed the thing, bro. And that's why they call him Teddy. Right? I mean, he's looking it up right now because I know you guys can't see. He's 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 looking it up. He's fucking good. I mean, it. I, I refuse to believe that Teddy Roosevelt would beat a fucking bear. There's a brown bear, bro. This is a bear, bro. I mean, yeah, he like he gauged it and I think got distance and shot the motherfucker and then came back with the whole ass bear. He's like, yeah, I killed it. Dead ass. That's the story. That's how he got his name. All right, like, this is what I got. Yeah, go for it. Teddy, uh, Teddy Roosevelt uh, uh-huh. was on, on a bear hunting trip near Onward, Mississippi, okay. in 1902. Fuck. Uh, Andrew H. Longino, the the governor of Mississippi oh. at the time, invited him. But okay. unlike other hunters in the group, Theodore had not located a single bear. Oh, okay. Roosevelt's assistants, led by Holt Coltier, again, this has nothing to do with the fucking podcast, a born slave and former Confederate Calvary man, what? cornered and tied a black bear to a willow tree. Oh, my God. They summoned Roosevelt and suggested that he shoot it. Viewing this as an extremely unsportsmanlike act, Uh Roosevelt refused to shoot the bear. The news of this event spread quickly through newspaper articles across the country, the articles recounted the story of the president who refused to shoot a bear. However, it was not just any president. It was Theodore Roosevelt, the big game hunter. Which I'm um, guessing is why he earned the nickname teddy, teddy Bear. As in he was... As in Teddy com- Roosevelt. Compassionate like a teddy bear. Right. Okay. Uh, I might so be wait, remembering who's that, that wrong. Okay. My fiance would be the one to correct me, to True. be honest. True. You She's you a can't, you can't social talk. studies teacher. You can talk to her after this. But... uh so so, what was the name of the guy that fucking hogtied the bear to the tree? Fuck him, I know, dude. I already got rid of the bitch. Shit, <laughs> we need to, we need to ha- we need to drink. What he fucking drank, bro? The the guy found a black bear and fucking hogtied it through <laughs> a willow tree. What a fucking Chad, bro. <laughs> that is a what a Chad fucking move. Ch- and then he he got Teddy, brought Teddy back, and said, "Yeah, shoot it, shoot it, bro." <laughs> shoot take a shot bro take just a thinking, shot that, like that's hell of a peer pressure right yeah, there for real bro imagine dealing with that fucking big chat energy fucking hell yeah you, yeah you know, you step out, huh? You, need to, you know go take a piss no i'm, uh, I'm uh, saying like yeah, holy shit but but i <laughs> sorry you can edit that up but um yeah like uh imagine dealing, <laughs> imagine dealing with that absolute fucking alpha energy like yeah i just hugged I this fucking bear for you you want to take a shot at it <laughs> bro imagine I, I'd be like fuck dude I better I because I better fucking shoot the motherfucker now like, like how do you say no well he, he stood up to that period. that's pressure. true that's true he, he, he no. did he did hear, yeah, he, he believed he in his, no. he believed in his principles he's like this is not uh, this is not an honorable kill <laughs> I cannot partake in this. I I I'll only come on a bite by them honorably. Yeah, I can only I can only kill the bear if it's trying to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Leo DiCaprio style. Oh, for real. Oh my god. Yeah. So no. You have well. to absolutely include this bit. You have to. It's <laughs> such. It was such a good. It's such a good bit. You, I know it has nothing to do with like nerddom. Well, probably... well, you know what? No, it's it's fine because we encompass all nerddom. Like I said, you know, being well-rounded. This is. History nerddom, history right nerddom, exactly. Okay, right so here. it'll probably be in there. Exactly. Pro- by request, by re- by the co-host, <laughs> by, by the co-host. Yeah, it's it's history nerddom. It doesn't have to be pop culture, you know. Uh, I bet y'all didn't know about B- motherfucking Teddy, right? You can leave a comment below. <laughs> let us know. <laughs> leave a review and let us know if you knew that story about Teddy. All right, so I'll, 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 we'll go with this final question because we're already at an hour and 17 minutes on the yeah, recording. Yeah, 100%. I say that a lot. The game you are most excited for upon its release? Damn. Mm. Damn. Damn. <laughs> that is a, a weighted question for sure. That is a weighted fucking question. Um,. I don't know, man. As an adult, I find less and less time to fucking game, cause I, I, you know, I'm either working or getting trash, sadly, or looking, or looking for a wifey, you know, ladies. I'm saying, um, <laughs> just a quick plug. I have a I have a good health insurance plan, um, <laughs> and, and a 401k, and, and I live by myself. All right. Hold Anyways, on. hold on. I'm gonna break the seal. Okay, yeah, go for it. This is your 2021 breaking the seal. about <laughs> linky please sponsor us. Oh, and, and then you 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 punctuate that with a crack. Oh. With a beer.
1: oh yeah, baby.
0: Here, let me do mine. Welcome to our ASMR podcast. <laughs> Oh, there's a little bit of foam. Oh, there's a little squirt on the floor right now. (laughs) It's so dirty. Uh, On the real, these are brand new fucking floors. uh, You want me to wipe it up? Better land on me than on the floor. Correct. The floor is not replaceable. You are. I am replaceable. (laughs) Jesus. What a fucking, what a sentence to tell someone. I bet Jeffrey Bezos has said that a couple times in his life. (laughs) His name is Jeffrey? Of course it is. It was just Jeff. It was Jeff. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's Jeffrey. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm I'm basing myself off of Bo Burnham. So. Bo Burnham. mean, not the best thing. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. Getting back to it. I sound really raspy. I realize that, but. It's because you're like, you're like. Yeah, it's not really raspy. You know. oh, you're trying to get in a really seductive voice. Just talking. Um, no, fucking I'm normal not I'm voice, talking dude. this. this, this yeah. Speaking saying. your norm, just it just. Yeah. Converse. Converse, yeah. I'm, I'm conversing right now. It's just my voice is messed up because I was yelling on C Street, that's all. All right, all right. So. <laughs> favorite or most exciting game in your opinion? Yeah upcoming 2021 most day. anticipated upcoming game correct 2021 right yes <clears throat> excuse me let me take a swig <laughs> it's a fantastic that's uh, a good swig right there I see yeah. that that's a that's a that's a quality swig quality swig look at the, um, look at the, just look at how fucking yeah, beautiful that is the engineering behind these glasses is just fucking amazing whoever created like IPA glasses god bless well them. so they're called the uh, Bielgall fuck i don't know how to pronounce that uh yeah i see the name on the bottom you can see it if you turn the glass a certain way yeah but I'm, i don't know how to pronounce it it's like a german name obviously S- beelgau i think excuse I don't me know. you're talking to the person that, one year in german in college okay oh uh, okay i'm sorry fuck you're obviously a fucking I'm an professional a f- <laughs> german speaker uh, um okay Sp- if any speak- german natives Spiegler. decide to Fucking listen to this it, podcast it for some might, reason. Please it, correct Goyo over <laughs> here on his pronunciation of your of the might, title of this class It be, might not even be German. Yeah, it, it might, might not be, even be German. Be like it might be like a Belgian or, or Belgian like, or Norwegian. Or, yeah, but I would I would I'm inclined to say speak speak loud. That's how you speak loud. Speak loud. Yeah, speak loud. If okay. it's if it's German. Yeah, so specifically an IPA yeah. glass. Yes, it's speak great. Loud. It's great. Because I'm determined to not drink a single beer for the rest of my life out of the wrong glass. Honestly, it, it makes a big difference. I think I can smell it so much better. You could, you could hear the smelling of that beer right there. I think it does help, like, appreciate the smell more, I, in my opinion. Like I said, 60% of your taste buds, I think. I might be fucking lying to you it's a, on that. It's but. a very aromatic, like a tropical, citrusy smell. And it yeah. smells really good. It does not smell like beer at all. It's like, that's like the type of thing that you'd smell and be like, ooh, that's sticky. Like it's going to be like juicy, and juicy, <laughs> juicy, and sticky yeah. afterward if I like get it, you know, on the floor. Like, But in a good way, like an appetizing, delicious, <laughs> fruity <free> way. Okay. <laughs> what a save. Um okay. Most anticipated <laughs> game of yeah, 2021. Most game. Let's get back. on track again. Shouldn't pour the last drops of the IP in there. Oh, come on, baby. Okay. <laughs> um, so, um most anticipated game, I would say because I'm such a Bethesda whore, um it is going to be Starfield. So Starfield is the upcoming uh uh sci-fi space-based MMORPG. That, or I wouldn't say MMORPG. I say RPG in general. Open world RPG that they're developing at ZeniMax Studios right now. Uh, specifically, the next big project from Bethesda, who is the creators of uh, of the Elder Scrolls series as well. So everyone expects a essentially an Elder Scrolls in space from this new uh, IP that they're launching, and they just just barely released a teaser trailer. Like barely. You know the the game footage where they shoot it, and make it look really nice. You know, not even in game. It's not even in game, uh, like playthrough. It's just it's just a fucking action trailer. They just barely released that. So they've been working. They've been working on this game for at least I don't know five or six years, or at this point. Wow. So um, that's what I'm anticipating the most. It's supposed to come out in the next couple of years. So yeah, they, they they gave you that general of a yeah, release date. Yeah, it, it takes that long, man. Honestly. I believe it. I mean, takes that long, especially with the newest like uh, engines that they use for these games to create like dynamic lighting and I mean, just the most realistic of physics of you know like the movement of objects in the world and the way that the world reacts to the player character and stuff. It's kind of crazy. It is. It is. It's wild. I just it blows my mind to just imagine, just to be even begin to imagine the amount of code that goes into it. Oh, my God. As two people with development experience, obviously, you're a developer yourself. Oh, my God. It it blows my mind. It fucking explodes my brain to imagine the amount of lines of code that go into developing something like that. Yeah, it is a very intensive project. Um, I, I guarantee it. It's, it's a lot of code. It's a lot of technical prowess behind it the games that you play I mean, something, I just something that a lot of people lines. i think don't appreciate about video games it's it, like for things like skyrim and fucking you know starfield and stuff like that or even like wow you know all the not even just the game mechanical like ip making sure the game mechanics work, but all world those, of like, warcraft for for yeah sorry for, for some sorry for largest uh, probably the most well-known uh mmorpg in the united states wow world of Warcraft. it's probably um, pretty stupid of me to clarify but you know just in case there's people that are yeah, not just, exactly i know that's perfectly fine if people don't know what the hell we're talking about you know clarifying for them it's a video game a very popular online video game um but yeah like even but also the networking engineering you need to go to play like games to play games that are online the amount of network engineering that goes into that is a lot. You have to have a, literally a network professional do that for you. Or several. A team of guys. I was going to say. Guys yeah. and gals that do that for you. Guaranteed. So not so not just to mention like to get the gameplay stuff down, but also the networking stuff. But yeah, um, to circle back and kind of stay on topic as much as possible, my most anticipated game is Starfield from Bethesda slash Zenimax. Or Bethesda is like owned by Zenimax. So. That's my most anticipated game. It's supposed to be like Skyrim slash Elder Scrolls in space, um, or at least that's what everybody is thinking. It is nobody really knows. They have, like I said, they have barely released this. They dropped this teaser trailer, action trailer, action shot trailer at, uh-huh. the, at the most recent E three, and that's what I'm most anticipating. Because if it's anything similar to you know Elder Scrolls in in, in I guess gameplay mechanics or narrative, uh, in, narratively. Or writing style wise, I'm probably gonna play it. I'm probably gonna know life it just because there hasn't been a uh, a solid, I guess, Bethesda release that I uh, have played recently. Because they released like Fallout 76 and then Fallout 4, and I'm I'm not like the biggest Fallout fan, so yeah, I didn't really play those heavily. I did play Fallout 4. I never finished it. I need to finish it because um, that's not like I hate those games. I just never finished them. So. Uh, but yeah i'm definitely more of a fantasy like slash sci-fi guy and maybe not so much uh dystopian fallout type of dude though i i can't say that i hate the game i do enjoy it it's just that it's not something that i'm like super super interested in something that i something that i have to play like yeah. starfield will be something and be like i'm gonna i'm definitely probably gonna play it so yeah well and fallout fallout to me i just love the aesthetic of it like yeah. i just love the 50s sort of alternate, alternate reality, universe dystopia. kind of yeah, I mean like that they have like the super advanced technology but they're looking at it through the lens of like a uh, 80s kind of yeah. person that is seeing 70s, it. yeah. Yeah, I mean that they're seeing I mean they still got black and green computers but they got nuclear powered cars. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's uh, yeah, I you, love yeah, yeah. The, the Fallout aesthetic. Yeah, true. Just just in general. But yeah, that's a great game. I mean, I think it's going to be exciting. So Starfield There'll probably be some YouTube videos of us playing that coming out soon. So. <laughs> if if it's multiplayer, I don't even know if it will be. Oh well, yeah, I guess that's gonna be the question. Yeah. But what kind of game comes out nowadays? It's not multiplayer. I don't know, man. Bethesda's been very uh, adamant that, yeah, about. Bethesda's pretty well known, about. Right? Yeah, making only especially after the debacle that was Fallout 76. 76. Yeah, I've heard it's gotten a lot better. It's like one of those games that ages well, like fine wine. Or has an initial like bad taste. I don't think it was that it aged. I think it was that they just heard that everybody fucking hated the game, so they just made many changes. Yeah, the it. I think when they revealed it, like in those like they eat that E three a couple years ago when they're having their conference because Bethesda has their own conference because you know they have they have big nuts in the game developer world and <laughs> um, big swinging things, big swinging uh, things. And they revealed Fallout seventy six, and everyone was like, "Well, is it a DLC? Is it a?" A new Fallout game, but no, it was just like an M- online MMORPG. And everyone was like, this is not what we asked for. <laughs> so, yeah, that that was the initial, I think, reception. Yeah, And of course, hardcore Fallout fans would play it regardless. But for the majority of people that are not hardcore Fallout fans, like myself, it was definitely not something that I was interested in. And then even the people that played it initially were like, yeah, it's not that good. So it's even even like more further of a turn off. Though I have heard it has gotten better it has gotten better kind of like I've heard that as well yeah, yeah kind of like kind of like no follow up kind of like For Honor For Honor was like a game that initially released was like very abusable and regarding like game mechanics like a certain characters were very beautiful so a lot of people didn't you know want to play it yeah. but then it's gotten it's gotten a lot better I think mechanics wise griefing wise because a lot of people would grief stun luck you know yeah that kind of stuff sorry I'm getting really like game turn right now but yeah that's the nerd part, and of course, you're contributing to the slurred words. God, part. I'm slurring a little bit now. <laughs> this is our third right. IPA. No, um, so for me, go ahead, yeah, hit me. You have, have you done. played Dying Light? No. I'm gonna tell I, you. I've you're seen gameplay. Missing play. out. I've seen gameplay. And there's co-op. You can play the storyline and co-op. co-op. So, which so that is a read? game that we need to play. Is it is the one where he rides around the motorcycle? No. No. Oh. No. This is parkour. Oh. Oh so, yeah. Okay. So Dying Light One and it, uh, I feel like I need to explain this at this point just so that you're kinda caught up in what it is. Hardcore but parkour. The, yeah. The main mechanic of it that makes it different from any other zombies game out there is that it is a first person shooter parkour based game. Mm. Um and it is focused on the ability to creatively maneuver around zombies using the environment around you Mm, because you can be easily overwhelmed. The the daytime zombies are pretty easy. The nighttime zombies are the worst because the nighttime zombies are the nightmares, I think they're called. And nightmares. They are these fucking, I mean, they look like Spider-Man because they got these tendrils that they can shoot out and fucking whip themselves towards you and absolutely murder you, bro. Yeah, it's a fucking horrible time when you get caught out at night. That game instilled fear in me more than Bioshock did. Oh my god. But it was a fantastic game. The storyline is great. The premise is great. I mean, it's it's a breakout in um I want to say it's a Middle Eastern country. I'm not sure exactly where, but it's a zombie breakout that is contained in the country, but zombie breakout, thousands, millions die. Um, the people that survived were taught how to utilize parkour. To avoid becoming a man-witch. Um, a, a what? A man-witch. Like, okay, oh, like a sandwich. Except, you know. As a man. <laughs> <laughs> you really caught on there. Yeah. I, I, when you said man-witch, I was thinking like a, a, a male witch. Like a warlock. No. That's no, how fantasy-oriented like my mind That was actually a tribute to Woody Harrelson. Yeah. <laughs> that's zombie how, land <laughs> yeah dude, fuck woody Allison man what i do i, I when you say woody Allison, i can conjure the actor's face in my mind that's how <laughs> that's how that's how you know he's iconic when you can do that I yeah. mean, how else are you gonna fucking imagine woody fucking but anyways yeah so dying light is again focus on uh, completely on parkour so my most anticipated game for 2021 definitely dying light two yeah it was a fantastic game i played that shit through all the way the DLCs were free when they came oh, out. Um, you love I, a company when they fuck, do that. Were they? I mean, I'm starting to doubt myself. <laughs> you have to retract that statement, they were not free. At this moment, Manny knew. This was, that was the he, moment. where He, he was fucked, fucked up. Um, I don't know. I'm going to have to check that afterwards, actually. and I'll, I might edit that into later. But anyways, DLCs were fucking amazing, too. I played all the DLCs, whether they were free or not. If they weren't free, that tells you that I was willing to pay for oh. the DLCs. True. So the DLCs were great. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, the game itself is just very well played. I love the creative freedom that it gives you mm. in your maneuverability around the map. Because it's a sandbox style map, so you can do whatever you want. And again, it has side quests and all kinds of crazy shit like that. Okay. Um, but it gives you weapons that you've never you know it gives you weapons that you've never used you can craft weapons um mm. you can even upgrade weapons yeah. which is the other the other sort of mechanic that yeah. it adds you know, because you're constantly looking for material to upgrade and you know i mean you have to level up and i mean you, as you level up you gain better weapons you gain better durability on the weapons I mm. mean, it's all, all that crazy shit eventually you get to guns and you're like holy shit i have again i get to have a gun like this feels illegal in this game because which is, I've only had melee weapons which up is to this point. Taken for granted in a lot of zombie games because there's a lot of zombies. They're <laughs> set in they're set in North America, where it's, well, I would say even specifically <laughs> the United States, where guns are very heavily prevalent. So to yeah. put in a setting so, where guns are not prevalent is is interesting. Interesting design choice, and, it, and it's a, it's it's executed so well, and because it makes you genuinely fear night, because that those, they'll come fuck you up dude you won't survive i'm scared <laughs> like like i mean maybe i'm sure there are better players out I'm, there I'm, I'm sure there are plenty of people that they have no fear of night you know that they're yeah. just totally cool i mean it's a video game ultimately right yeah but, but i just i i love to immerse myself yeah in these games right you're you're, you're talking about the gamer chats exactly like, yeah and bro so... <laughs> I, I played amnesia bro i didn't even fucking sweat bro <laughs> exactly fucking Those guys thinking... is fucking nothing bro. that's their pickup line bro they go to a bar and they're like look like, all i'm saying that's is a that's a bold assumption fucking... that they that's a bold assumption they even go to bars <sighs> you don't think they go to bars? god what am i doing i'm hating on my brethren my brother (laughs) i'm sorry bros out there we love you look all of you nerds out there i just want you to know that we stand strong together it's tough love it's tough love like you know when it when a good friend recognizes the goes the good and the faults in you and still loves you regardless as we're look go to a bar if you don't go to bars if you have age go to a bar. Just it's go, just tap a girl on the shoulder. As go, soon as she rejects oh, oh. you, walk away. I wouldn't say tap a girl on the shoulder. But just should go to a bar to experience. Just have have that experience. It's a good You're life cool. experience. It's probably going to get edited out on me. Edited out <laughs> anyway, so. <'Cause laughs> we're, it's just encouraging, we're just here. encouraging people to go drink. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the fucking point of the podcast, honestly. It's Anyways. Very true. So, yeah. So Go get yourself uh, a good IPA. So get yourself an art car get yourself an archive so anyways so yeah so dying light 2 is supposed to be a continuation of that because dying light 1 actually ended on a little bit of a cliffhanger and in in the dlcs there is an ending Mm. that
1: resolves
0: that cliffhanger in a way that is not satisfying to me yikes um so why did you pay for it I didn't know what the fucking ending was going to be when true. I bought the DLC. Do you know what that tells me? That they didn't anticipate making a second one. I really think they did. I mean, if they put a cliffhanger at the end of the main game, you would think that they anticipate making a new but one. But then why would they attempt to close it off in a DLC? Well, that's true, I guess. Yeah. yeah. It's possible. So maybe maybe it was like in the works, but it was never confirmed. So they're like, let's put out the DLC just in case our this ip does not get us it's entirely possible second installment like that, but that's, I mean it's been a while that's dying just, light 1 was released a long time yeah, ago yeah that's just a bunch of business stuff though that's dying all, light 1 was released 5 years ago that's all 2016 game, game business stuff yeah it's true that's true and i mean tw- dying light 2 is not going to release until later this year i think oh so it's it's going to release like soon it releases in december oh shit so this year so you and i need to play dying light 1 I guess so yeah. that we can get ready for Dying Light like Two. Damn, but anyway, is it yeah, a gripping so narrative? Like, is it's it... a really good, really good story. I'm Damn. telling you, I, I the think... mechanics of the game, yeah. the the storyline behind the game, all of it just it it leaves you wanting more. Yeah, and it makes you feel very in control of what happens because again, you get creative freedom. You, I mean, you yeah. this whole map is designed so that you can find creative routes to new. Yeah areas to defeat zombies to escape zombies i mean to get through all kinds of crazy situations which i think is like the main selling point for games as art it's like the only medium that allows you to feel more powerful than you are in real life to affect the shape and the outcome of the the art yeah it's the only medium that does that the the level of interactivity is like no other yeah. Because the because the player is essential to the piece of art, you are part of the art. God, what the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> That's definitely going on the podcast, yeah. and that is definitely going on a T-shirt, Holy dude. Holy shit. shit, you are you are look, essential to the art. Game, he fucking my, quoted Goya my, Lopez, twenty twenty-one brothers and sisters, you are the art. You're a piece of art, baby. Okay? Love yourself. This part's not going to Self-love. This is getting in and out. Self-love is the the cure to self-hate. Leave (laughs) it in. It's a positive message. What the fuck? It's gone out. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, bro. (laughs) I'm just trying to say peace, love, and positivity, bro. I'm wearing a Bucky shirt underneath this, and it says peace, love, and Bucky. So maybe I'm just getting big hippie vibes right now. Possibly. It's yeah. Like, so yeah. that comes out in December, Dying Light 2, that's definitely one of my most anticipated. They've added a lot of mechanics from Damn. the last trailer that I saw. Granted this trailer that I saw was probably over 6 months ago. Oh, because they so released this was, this was pre-E3. Dude, this Oh yeah, this is pre-E3. This, pre-E3. this E3. game okay. has been anticipated for a long time. Damn. And it t- it took longer than GTA 5 to come out. Shit. And not as quite as long as GTA 6, yeah, because apparently say, GTA 6 is going to come out in fucking 2025, yeah. which is a long fucking time well, What now. else are they doing? That's company. Red Dead. What is it? What is it? I uh, think they're trying to build on Red Dead, I guess. Rockstar? Rockstar, yeah. Well, they already released Red Dead 2. But, the, I mean, they like to build on DLCs. You know how GTA is. GTA stayed alive as long as it has, because your they whole have so studio. DLCs. Your whole studio doesn't need to be working on DLCs. That's like a small division. For, for a studio like Rockstar? I wouldn't know what to tell you, dude. I am i don't work for Rockstar. <laughs> That's very true. Hey, if any of you work for Rockstar, let us know. Yeah. We want to know the you inside scoop. For Rockstar, just go ahead and let us know what the fuck's going on over there. <laughs> to just... no, two nobody gamers from Texas. Tell your CEO we want an interview. We want the, <laughs> we the inside scoop of the developer situation in Rockstar. <laughs> yeah. So, again... A lot of innovation supposedly that they've added. Obviously, a brand new storyline. Mm. Um, you know, a lot more crazy ass ways to get around the map. Um, which is honestly, I mean, that's the allure of some of these games. Is you know, like the the ability to move very fl- uh, fluidly around the map and to be able to achieve, you know, what you're what you're hoping to achieve in the map and mm-hmm. sandbox and like sandbox style, like that you are able to. Just fucking flow, yeah. Across all of this, and I mean, of course, the DLCs built on that. There were brand new cities. I mean, there were mm. was all kinds of crazy new maps that they added, yeah. and storylines, and side stories, and, sure. and and quests, and shit like that. And and it, it was a it was a great game. I'm looking forward to the new one. Um, I think it's fuck. Who's it made by? Uh, I don't know. It's made by Techland. That's what Techland. it is. Techland. It's a uh, as far as I know, I don't know of any other games yeah. that are created by them, but I'm excited for it, and mm-hmm. that's that's what I'm sticking with. All right, that's fine. That's perfectly valid. So, Dying Light Two and Starfield. You hear that too? I hear it. I don't know what it is. So, anyways, yeah. Um, I think that's gonna end it, dude. Yeah. Well, that's a good way to end that. So, we're looking forward to Starfield and Dying Light Two. Um, best game summation yeah in summation best games ever played goyo uh skyrim uh elder scrolls 5 skyrim and manny is uh the entirety of the bioshock series which is i mean how can you blame a man for choosing that and, you know great fucking trilogy. series great thank you guys series. For everything. Thank you guys for listening. 100%. If you did get this far into the podcast, it's probably going to be a pretty long first episode. But you mm-hmm. know what? We had to introduce ourselves. That's no, fine. We to introduce what we stand for, what, yep. we're, what the point of the podcast is. 100%. So, um, yeah, so we're going to be posting this on probably Spotify, Apple Music. Yeah. All Wherever the major, podcasts are available. All the major streaming platforms. YouTube. Yeah. Um. For sure. And uh, we're hoping to make this... I don't know, a weekly thing, Bi-weekly thing. I we're would gonna say kind of bi- week- it, hey, We're gonna we're, gonna we're gonna we're gonna try to figure it out we're, as it we'll goes. Figure, we're figuring it out as it goes. Yeah, we're it's kind an evolving of a makeshift setup right now. It's Anyways. an evolving work of art. Yeah. Work of art, just like you. So, yes, you. Yeah. So, uh, we will come out with an official schedule pretty soon, so that we know exactly when it's going to be coming out, and our logo, our logo, and, and, also our, and our logo, which is a work of art in itself, it, credits. Yes. To my sister Christina Alada, aka uh, Trash Panda, um, aka Christina, aka Christina, aka, AKA, AKA nV on Instagram. I think I'll put her. You know, very I'll, very talented artist. I'll put all her ads in the description and everything. But thank you guys for listening. Um, we will come out with an official schedule soon, and we will see you guys later. Exactly. Last shout out to uh, Saint Arnold. Uh, for these incredible for IPAs. These inc- art car, art cart IPAs, incredibly delicious, fruity. Um, you can get them at HEB. You can get them at any local grocery store. And honestly, I'm going to recommend it right now. Grab yourself a Spiegelau glass, Spiegelau, and enjoy it the way that it's supposed that to be it's enjoyed supposed properly connoisseur way. Look, all I'm saying is, if you just keep listening to the podcast, I'm going to do the research for you. I'm going to tell you the way that is a drink is meant to be enjoyed. The way that you will fully get the flavor and the official. The the aromatic experience. Yes. And I will do all of that for you. And then all you have to do is literally just go buy the shit I tell you to buy. Exactly. And then you enjoy shit. He's drink. doing all the research for you, folks. My name is Goyal Lopez. I'm Andy Lana, and this has been Nerd as Fuck, Slurred <laughs> Words and Nerds, Nerds and Did I get it? Nerds and Slurred Words? God, that's probably the best way to end that is Fuck. just not even being able to pronounce the title. Nerds and Slurred Words, everybody. Nerds and Slurred Words. We baby. appreciate y'all. Have a good night. Good night.